Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be my talk about Trials of Osiris was cancelled this last weekend. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or you're watching on my other YouTube channel, you can always catch me live at SNTRlive.com. That is where we do the live streams. And listen, I this is almost becoming comical because I literally had another topic scheduled for today. We do want to branch out from Destiny. I am still banned. I have not been provided a reason, and they have not responded to my appeal. So, I I don't want to cover this game exclusively any longer because I can't even play it. But, I did say, listen, as we pivot to more general gaming news, I would cover Destiny if there were big news. And so they, they drop a state of the game with a ton of info. We still need to talk about transmog. We still need to talk about how leveling is going away. Those are significant announcements. And then Trials gets canceled. And I had too many requests from the community to cover this to ignore this particular topic. So I know it almost seems comical for me to say, hey, I'm not going to cover Destiny any longer in an, in an exclusive way. And then I just keep cranking out Destiny content. We do have other topics and things that we want to talk about. Uh, we do want to do a first impressions review of the Outriders demo. We want to talk about Anthem getting canceled. We have all these things slated and lined up. But Bungie just keeps delivering silver platter topics. So over the past weekend, if you're unaware, on February the 28th, uh, Trials of Osiris was canceled due to an exploit that was not necessarily in the game, but something the community was doing on their own. Now, without going into the intricate and honestly impressive details, the community was using a method to win trade their way to flawless in Trials of Osiris. This exploit will likely be stopped going forward, and it may end up hurting honest teams in the future. I am not going to go into the elaborate details of how this works. You know, if 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 Bungie's going to ban me from the game for no reason, I certainly don't want to give them any ammunition to try to hurt me any more professionally. So I'm not going to give you the ways on how to cheat. There's videos out there describing how to do it. I'm not going to give you the, the skinny on how it worked. Now, they're likely going to shut down some features that are going to hurt other players. So what's the big deal? Let, let's talk about this first because... This was made into a pretty big deal by members of the community. There were people that were like, this is unbelievable, this is so bad for trials, this needs to be stopped, okay? Many players, and there were even some commentators, you know, some commentators have chimed in saying, ultimately, what's the big deal? There are people sort of on the other side of the fence here saying, this is not a major issue, this sort of thing is not a front burner reason to shut down trials. You're not shutting down trials because of rampant cheating, you're not shutting down trials because of DDoSing on consoles, but you're going to shut down trials because people were doing an elaborate form of win trading this game mode and this playlist are already suffering from cheating there's a lack of good incentive there's very poor structure and the player base continues to shrink this sort of feels like you're kicking something while it's already kind of down like it's already limping and injured and this is sort of just another blow to the morale uh, and and likely the continued player base in trials of osiris given the circumstances in the current state of things Canceling's trials was probably both unnecessary and caused more harm than good in the grand scheme of things. Like in the grand scheme of things, I I, I don't think this was causing uh, this was a good move. I, they should have left it alone and been like, "Well, it's been brought to our attention. We're going to do what we can to stop this going forward." Okay. 
at, at worst, this is disrupting the flow, and it gave random teams free wins. Like at the worst, that's this is this is disrupting flow of the playlist and giving random teams free wins. And at best, it was gone. It went unnoticed by most players. This was largely only happening on the PC, so everybody on the console, you know, had no idea this was even going on. Now, I will grant that if fifty to seventy percent of the flawless runs on PC over the weekend were achieved in this way, like, that's certainly a diminishing presence of the trials flawless loot, since so many folks go to the lighthouse in this way, like or got to the lighthouse in this way. You know, the, the number being trotted out was 50 to 70% of the people on PC had less than 5 kills and went flawless and they, they obviously uh, you know, want to address this. I'm not going to act like the, oh, just let them do it. I'm more saying canceling wasn't necessarily the right choice right now. Again, it doesn't feel like a front burner issue considering how many enormous problems there are with trials right now. So let's talk about that. Bigger issues. This feels like the real problem at this point, okay? Bungie struggles to ban cheaters and layman players constantly show stats and clips weeks and weeks in a row of people that go unbanned right? Maybe they're too busy banning streamers like me to actually ban the culprits that are cheating and ruining their game mode. Maybe their dialogue about anti-cheat was so dumb that they shouldn't have said anything about anti-cheat because they don't have anti-cheat, okay? Apparently, they're they're, they're, they're not even banning people that have v- visible stats. You can see their stats that this person is cheating weeks in a row. I mean, I don't know what they're doing, but this didn't seem like the right time to pull this lever. They still struggle to structure the playlist in a meaningful way for a wide spectrum of players. There's a bunch of people that you want to have playing Trials and... You didn't even you didn't even revisit the structure of trials. Was it too difficult to see that last year when you restructured the win requirement and the token payout that people didn't respond positively to it? Was it too hard to read that feedback and make changes to trials before you brought it back? Those are more significant issues than people win trading. Your ineptitude about the game mode is a bigger issue than people figuring out ways to win trade. When Trials was shut down this last weekend, it had only reached 134,000 players, all right? The flawless rewards being armor probably wasn't helping, and it is honestly surprising that with armor as the flawless reward, that win trading even got traction in the community. It's amazing that this even happened. It's like, what on earth? It was armor, for Pete's sakes, which was probably undoubtedly related to to the lower player base numbers. Furthermore, it adds insult to injury when Bungie fails to do anything meaningful with the playlist or any logistical setup. But they quickly shut down the entire mode simply because people are win trading. Okay, the continued perception is that Bungie only acts quickly when players are benefiting. The players are benefiting, right? They're they're win trading. Shut the whole game mode down. Like, let me get this straight. You catch on to the fact that people are win trading, and instead of addressing those players who are win trading, you shut the whole mode down. You don't effectively ban cheaters, and then when people find another way to exploit, your own reaction, your your own response, this is all you got, is just shut the thing down. So at this point, it might be time to put the thing on ice. This is a lame duck at this point, okay? 
At this point, Trials of Osiris feels like a lose-lose no matter what Bungie does. If they leave it in as is and they prevent win trading, they're just going to have to stop people from rejoining and that's going to frustrate honest players. And that will likely continue to frustrate an existing and shrinking player base. If they choose the other and seemingly very unappealing route, which would be to put Trials on hold while they re-evaluate the entire structure and setup for the game mode, I actually think this is ultimately necessary, but it would feel like, are you kidding me? Again? You're taking it out again? You guys had literally all this time to fix the mode, and you couldn't, and you didn't. You you didn't even have it in when Beyond Light started. You could have set up a, a, a decent, a decent update for Trials of Osiris when we got into Season of the Chosen and the Adept Weapons, and you chose not to. You chose not to do that. You just left it as is. And meanwhile, we watch the player base numbers shrink and people start win trading and you shut the entire mode down. Maybe focus on anti-cheat. Maybe focus on giving players protective barriers so their experiences are not diminished. Where's the priority on DDoS protection for consoles? Where is a front-facing anti-cheat? You're going to double the staff members that handle ban enforcement? Okay, I mean, all the money that's spent on that, you could have likely spent on the development or the cooperation with an anti-cheat company. You know, maybe ask whoever banned me to spend more time actually banning people who cheat and ruin the experience for other players. Do the, I don't know, the right thing and protect your player base from all the nonsense that's been going on in this playlist. Even as a lame duck, this mode has a core audience. It's got good loot. It could slowly improve over time. Given the current posture from Bungie about the mode, I just don't see that happening anytime soon. Their posture about the mode is like, well, there's loot in there. What do you want us to do? Well, maybe restructure it. Maybe motivate people to stay on the bottom half of the card. Maybe motivate hardcore players to stay on the back half of the card. Like, I don't know what you did pre-Rise of Iron when you had 40 weeks of an immovable player-based number that basically hovered in the 400,000s. Is it that hard to look back at what you did in Destiny 1 that worked so well? Maybe if you weren't virtue signaling and posturing and doing background deals to get people banned, maybe you could actually protect your game and make it improve as opposed to not so it's a lame duck and trials getting cancelled just one more representation of their lack of genuine care for the mode and their lack of care for crucible so you can ban me and anybody else all you want the cheaters are here and they haven't gone anywhere so that's the end of the video (laughs) that's the end of the video (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> We're going to go to Q&A. If you like this, hit like, share, and subscribe. Come on over to SNTR Live and hang out. And uh, we'll, we'll, see you, we'll see you in the next video. <laughs> Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be the Q&A that followed my talk about Trials of Osiris getting canceled. If you're listening to this in any of the other locations, you can always catch me live at SNTRLive.com. Uh, that'll bring you right to the YouTube channel where we do these live streams. Uh, if you prefer the uploads or the other locations, we appreciate your support and all of my content there as well. We, uh, we're being joined today by Wolverine. If you've watched Rageous Roundtable, you're familiar with him. If you enjoy Trials or Crucible content, you should go to YouTube and search for Crucible Coliseum, or you could search for Trials Halftime. Both of those will bring up the channel. Trials Halftime is the show that he does on Saturdays. Crucible Coliseum is the, the whole channel because he covers more than just Trials. Uh, but obviously this was... Uh, 
this one this one wasn't a good one i mean this was this is a this is a rough spot so before we dive into q a we'll be maybe give you your your thoughts on what transpired uh over the weekend with them having to cancel trials because of wind trading well, to begin with, uh, most of my cards being on the console this weekend, I, I didn't see much of it. Um, I did uh, play a little bit on uh, the PC this weekend, but I did I, I did notice a few of the hockey emblems uh, floating around there. Not necessarily in games I was playing, but more so um, with people either in the tower or circulating a lot of the um, the, the open areas. I, I made a short on it over the weekend. Uh, I'd say literally maybe 30 to 40 minutes after uh, we found out that it was uh, disabled. And then the growing trend of what was going on in the community of what exactly was transpiring. But yeah, I, uh, I, like I just mentioned, I, I made a short over, week, over the weekend. And it actually it, it hit a, a very gracious a number amount of views which I'm very happy about, but kind of like, kind of just symbolizing, and you mentioned it in your talk, that 48% of people who went flawless over the piece, on the PC over the weekend had zero kills, and 69% had less than five. So it, it's it's definitely an eyebrow raiser. I'm not here to, to sit here and, and uh, break down why I, I hate cheating or why I hate this, but we'll, we'll get into it. I'm sure within the questions and topics that we discuss. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't imagine, you know, I, I, we, we're not going to get into the details of how people were doing it. Um, the, uh, <clears throat> the, the, it was elaborate and the, it, I, it's not surprising that you didn't see it on, on console from everything I read. It was mostly a PC, uh, thing. Um, so, but the first question comes from Chalk Doctor says, Trials has always had a problem with cheaters because of combo of low population and no anti-cheat. Should Bungie focus on making Trials more accessible to the casual player to dilute the number of cheaters or focus more on cheating uh, or creating a system to prevent these cheaters from getting into the game? Well, th- 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 to me, this is not a, this is kind of a false dichotomy. I, I think you need to do both. Right? You... you you want a ton of players in there. If right now Bungie could p- press a magical button and cheaters disappeared and couldn't touch the game mode, it doesn't matter. You you, you still have a, play, a, a game mode that would be dwindling because if we're quite honest, cheating is almost non-existent on console. Now the DOSing is there and I know there's plenty of people who probably don't touch trials because of the DOSing. So that's part of the equation there. But even before DOSing became a huge problem on console like early last year or whatever, the... <laughs> The, the, the numbers plummeted because the structure was just bad. It, it comes down to structure. There was a 40-week period during Destiny 1 where they averaged anywhere from 400 to 500,000 players a weekend. So to me, it's like you were doing something right for 40 weeks and you haven't recaptured that. So go ahead. You want to weigh in on this? Well, yeah, just I was going to say his uh, question just points to a specific portion. I'd say it almost like a four pronged approach of what is the bigger issue uh, going on in trials and cheating being a very hefty portion of that cornerstone. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I mean, I love the idea of, of Bungie doing what they can like, well, okay. So you can't roll out a real anti cheat right now. Could you, I don't know. Could they have spent some time restructuring the entire game mode? and making it to where more people were going in to drown out the cheaters, to drown out the recovs. Cause 
you know, if if you flooded the playlist with two hundred thousand honest players a weekend, you know, double the double the numbers, go up from two hundred to three hundred thousand, go up to four hundred to five hundred thousand. If you flooded it with a bunch of honest players, I, I'd, I'd wager to bet that that games one through five, the quality would dramatically improve. Now, the back 100%. half of the card is always going to be rough, but what were you going to say? Oh, I was just going to say 100% because I think a clear indication of how that uh, can be emulated on a weekly basis is uh, the Messenger weekend, that very first weekend. Obviously, you're not going to always have an opening weekend every weekend of a new uh, of the new season, but they need to find ways if they're still going to go along the same process, and, and, and that I would be completely uh, ill-advised against. The showering of loot needs to happen but as well the loot structure and reward structure of one through seven and even at the flawless needs to be better thought out it cannot just be up to a program if that's what it is that is instilling uh okay now it's this turn this turn that turn it something something better has to be done uh currently uh, clearly with the loot structure and and this isn't even scratching the surface to to the developers man i'm very shaken and i'm running a channel on the on the dang playlist so it's something i've worried about every week and and even prior to um this whole conundrum that we're even talking about today the numbers i'll be honest probably weren't that great to begin with yes they scaled over a hundred thousand but that was on sunday it it scaled over a hundred thousand on the halfway point of saturday the last two days granted there is iron banner going on and the fact that the three win reward wasn't appealing these are these are factors that play into population for sure right and the 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 messenger was brought up this morning by somebody they they said you know they, they just need to do that they need to do that and i i i, I sort of gently replied as gently as I could. I said, they don't, they don't have that many tricks in the bag. Like they can only pull that out so often. So they'd have to think through loot distribution long-term for an entire season. I mean, heck an entire year. Like, what are you going to do? I mean, you're, you're, how often are we adding loot here? What are you, what are you going to do in the next season and the season after that? Like the mode, see, it's not like a raid. Okay. So like a raid, loses its relevancy and that's fine everybody kind of moves on but if you want to keep raiding you can keep raiding but if trials loses its relevancy you end up with like what was it 98,000 the weekend before the season started like 98,000 players like that's painful for anybody attempting to play because it, it's this runs it's a funnel that runs on other people playing and so I feel part of me feels like this almost feels untenable if they can't consistently add loot, then you're always going to have those seasons where, like, well, why is anybody going to go into trials? Like, wh- what's going to be the point? Even even if they get the structure right and the generosity right, I wonder if some of their motivation here is they, they, they can't they can't blow the whole the whole loot pool in one season because this is supposed to last, you know, it's supposed to last a year, right? I mean, I... <laughs> have, you given any, have you given any thought to that? Like, what would they do long-term season to season given that if they did get super generous and give people open lanes to get more stuff what are you going to do the next season uh, and and that is something that i've thought about and and i'm i'm and this is my probably my optimistic expectation but from seeing what they've done by adding just three weapons it's it's either time to 
use that one word that we hate reissue and what i mean by reissue not something that's already in this iteration but maybe something from the past something that we haven't seen since maybe trials of the nine uh stir up Uh, it's they need to find some ways to put things new that either haven't been in this iteration of destiny 2 or make something else make something else up it's it's something that they've commented on and i think that has to be taken into some consideration uh that they need to expand their loopholes and then this whole uh reversing of the sun setting there there has to be there has to be some sort of plan so we're we're eagerly waiting but i know there are some people and and granted i don't uh dismiss them for feeling this way but they they've seen enough and they're ready to walk away and it's just not enough currently and that's totally understandable too yeah yeah next question is from creed with the cancellation of trials how long do you think it'll take bungie to fix this problem if it takes too long will this push players even further from the mode i mean this is this is kind of an obvious answer to this one i mean it, it, obviously yes the longer mm-hmm. the modes in in a in a holding pattern or or shut down the more people are going to you know not not want to play it i look at this like sunsetting i i feel that i feel that trials is at this moment it's a failed experiment with really good pieces it's like mm-hmm. you got all the right pieces if you ever watch breaking bad right they had all the chemistry they had all the right pieces but when they tried to do it without walter white it didn't work when jesse and his buddy tried it it just didn't work they had all the tools it just didn't work the recipe was wrong okay and they have all the right pieces but the recipe's wrong something's off so for me, I look at it like sunsetting. It's like, okay, go back to the drawing board. You got to figure this out. You got great looking armor. You got maps that work. I honestly think the boon system is was a good iteration, but everything else, you got to you got to go back. You got to go back to the drawing board. Agreed. And I I don't know. I read funny comments this morning about people talking about like if they're afraid to return or if there's too much pride to return to what worked in Destiny One. It's just something that we really hit on every time it's finding that that uh, amount of generosity that it was given in in the first uh in the first take of of trials of osiris in regards to the question i i expect it to to return this weekend i think it it is obvious just as you mentioned that taking too long on this would would clearly only hurt the the ever staggering numbers that we have um where where I, I feel and this is something that was touched on today and i i felt that the playlist being shut down was probably right and i don't think it was a stretch to feel that way here and, and here's my take i have like a sort of like tier system of where i put this sort of transgressions against legitimate trials players uh you have obviously cheating at the at the top you got ddosing right below that and then you have this really gray area for um, ghost lobbies and then recoveries. Uh, and, and why I say that is because the ghost lobbies, even though you are technically breaking clear terms of service with all of these, let's just make that be very clear. But this one, you are utilizing network manipulation. So you are you are breaking a lot more boundaries in terms of rules than just this game. But with that being said, I have always felt that ghost lobbies and even win trading that we've seen, this is the, the least of, of all the evils 
in my opinion, because you are literally hurting no one. No one is being hurt. The only thing that is being hurt is obviously the legitimacy of the playlist, the legitimacy of the game. And that overall, you can make the argument hurts everyone. But if we're we're talking about the scale of hurting an individual and their experience of the playlist, Mm -hmm. these sort of experiences, ghost lobbies, win trading, they hurt no one at all. So I can understand the uproar of people going, you're gatekeeping, you're doing this, you're doing that, because I understand that. Like people can probably pay less to do a ghost lobby. No one goes on your account. You don't have to kill anybody. You just sit there. So I, I've, 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 I've always been least hostile to that mode when trading and or uh, ghost lobbies because of the fact that they are hurting no one else in, in the grander scale. Cheaters, we all obviously know who they hurt. DDoS is, is pretty obvious. It, pretty obvious. Recoveries, they help people, but you're hurting people in the process as well. What happens? What happens? And I bet this probably happened to a few individuals. That messenger weekend, there are probably plenty of people by themselves with a group of friends either get the farthest they've ever gotten or at least close to flawless or on flawless game that weekend because of the mass amount of people attempting that weekend. And then what happens when you had those people that were probably 0.9s or 1.0s just crossing the the, uh, the parameters of, of, of average KD play some 0.4s, but they're running at a 2.6 on that week. It's just, I could only feel for those individuals. And now you could argue that, that that is probably a small amount of people because those individuals aren't going flawless every weekend. But like, like put it into that example in a grander scale if you have people that aren't uh habitual to the playlist every weekend but know that their chances are that much higher that weekend because there's other individuals like themselves in it i think it just breeds good good gameplay and and healthy cards one through five when you have more uh fire teams that haven't been there all the time or that don't uh, consume themselves with PvP play, but then they get to the pinnacle, and then they're stopped by other individuals that they think that are like themselves, but they're really on recoveries. Yeah, I, I guess my only pushback there would be: no matter how many people are playing, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't imagine going flawless would would get easier, just because even if you were able to stop recoveries, I still think getting on that final game. And you're doing card-based, connection-based. You're you're unlikely to face another team that's you know point eights and point nines on that game seven. Like the math's against you at that point. I know we look up the stats and we think, oh, we'll we'll be able to breeze on these guys. They're point fours. And I know that's 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 one of the irritating aspects of recoveries is that we go off out of the game and look up stats to make predictions on how you know, hard or challenging the game may or may not be, but I still think even if the player funnel is full, you know, 400,000 people, 500,000 people, when I was playing before Rise of Iron, I would consistently get to game five and we were out of our league because we were just playing casually. So like, I still think even if they did this correctly in a way, and when I say correctly, do it in a way that fills the player funnel I would still imagine a significant portion of the player pool not getting past game six just because it's going to get a lot tougher up there. Um, and I, 
I don't know if you would disagree with that, but it, it almost kind of sounded like, well, if there's more people, even the even the even the casuals under a one KD could could get into the lighthouse. I still think naturally that just wouldn't happen. True, it would. It, it, it would be. It wouldn't be every day there, but there were, and I, I can honestly admit that uh, on that messenger weekend, I lost, I believe, one or two flawless games to a true 1.0 borderline 0.98 team because they just played well. They they got picks, they capitalized on our mistakes, mm-hmm. and they just played better. And, and I think those situations were obviously amounted because of the the ability for those individuals to get through the card one through six and not be over and this is just from a console experience overwhelmed with either recoveries or just uh carries for that matter it's their there's their odds of playing individuals like themselves or at least close to individuals like themselves were were raised and that's clearly uh, in my opinion a big part of what an influx of a population would bring to the playlist you would have people either getting lucky in terms of not playing people that are on recovs or carries and playing people more like themselves so there's more of a fair fight one through five right right uh darksider with the next question we had out of bounds flying with return barriers and a handful of other exploits and bugs that did not cancel trials but when players started getting loot it's a near instant cancel do you fear that this is a sign that bungie is afraid to give out loot to players I would, I would call this a non-sequitur. I don't necessarily think this follows where, well, they shut it down because people were getting loot. I, 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 don't nec- I, don't, I don't draw the connection as sharply there. I would say that, yes, the, the general player perception is that Bungie acts very quickly when the players are benefiting, when it was bright engrams from farming bosses in the raid layers or you know the people were farming the the nightmare hunts for the currency for umbrals you know they they're quick to act when it is uh it's 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 helping the player but i don't necessarily think they're sitting in a room somewhere and they say oh yeah we don't want players getting loot we better shut this down this think of it this way when people are getting out of bounds or cheating or or doing something like that, that's not necessarily a, a sure fire road to loot. Like it, it almost feels like the minute there's in-game rewards associated, yes, they pulled the trigger, but it's not because they don't want us to have loot. It's like, no, you're not going to take shortcuts to get the loot. That tends to be what the motivation seem, you know, seems to be. Um I don't know what you think, but personally, I don't think this was them like, oh, no, people are getting loot. We better shut this down. No, I don't think it was necessarily the loot, but there was something that they were thinking about that that clearly made them shut it down. I know it probably seems very uh, disingenuous to their whole mindset when they have people paying for services or uh, programs to DOS or cheat and, and, and winning games habitually every weekend hand over fist and this is the straw that broke the camel's back like in hindsight it's just like really like like it does not feel that their optics are very clear in 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 to to some people i i I can i can see where that comes from um like i said I, i i can probably agree that this is 
something that probably needed to happen, uh, shutting it down when it when it was. But you can make arguments for other things that are that have been going on a, on a rampant scale since April of last year that probably deserve the playlist to be shut down for a weekend or what have you. It it, it really makes me ask their question of priorities and where their optics are at. Right, right, and you know the it's all about player perception when these subjects come up for me like i look at it from the player's perception and the the playlist is already is already in a bad is is already in a bad state like it's already sort of dropping and it we were we were hoping to see it at least get to 4 or 500k it you know it it creeped into 300k the first weekend and then hasn't really gotten back up there again and to me the player perception is okay well gee many christmas i can't even play now you guys shut it down cuz because people were win trading, like I, I don't understand. There's Harry Potter floating around. My, you know, my router got fried. I got DDoS. Like I've got, I got people cheating. I got, I'm facing recubs. Like whatever it is that's making the player feel like the experience is negative, and then for the remaining player base, um, it, it it probably felt that way. Now again, there's an overwhelming representation on PC that this this that Bungie probably felt they needed to act. You know, what was it? 50, 50 to seventy percent of the people that went flawless did so with getting less than five kills on PC. Yeah, and we're at we're at thirty. They were at thirty thousand concurrent players on PC at that point. Like, that's a lot. That's that's fifth almost fifteen thousand K players with uh, almost uh, no kills or like you said, but less than five. I, I don't. I don't think the narr- the framing of this narrative is off. This is, so- we've acknowledged this is something that needed to be done. I- I've understood the the amount of accessibility this created for for PC players as well. Um, there was there's individuals that were changing their VPN so they could go over to the Hong Kong servers because this was where it was the most effective. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I I don't. Again, I'm I'm looking at it from the player's perspective. So I don't wanna, I don't want to act like oh this is no big deal. Just let people do it. But again, from the player's perspective, it would it could have been okay. Listen, we're we, we're gonna we're gonna address this, and if we can't get it addressed in time, we'll have to put next weekend on hold. But like mid weekend, like yanking the cord uh, under people's feet, especially people playing on console. I just think from the player's perspective, it's just another blow. It's like, oh my gosh, like this, this, this poor playlist just can't get it, can't get it going. Um, and this just felt like another one of those times. So I got, I got to go to the next question. You, you, you want to say something else? No, no, no. You, you've covered it. Just okay. kind of adjusting myself. <laughs> uh, Shakuzalu Galaxy Gaming. Do you agree with Astacross that they should have left trials up this weekend? Yeah, I mean, related to what we were just talking about, I mean, it, it, you know, Eugene thinks, Eugene is disagreeing. He's saying, you know, it was a tidal wave and it needed to be closed. The player's perspective about this is wrong, though. The player's perspective can't be wrong because it's just how they're perceiving it. It, it can't be right or wrong. They're looking at a player, a playlist that continues to dwindle and get zero updates and good treatment, and then it gets shut down. And again, if you're on console, you probably have no idea what happened. And then they're going to hear about the win trading. So again, the, the player perception is, okay, so people were, were, they weren't cheating. They weren't using cheats or bots or, or lag switches. They were going in and intentionally looking for other people doing this. Um, you know, that, that, that doesn't hurt me. You know, Harry Potter flying around the map hurts me. You know, the, the people DDoSing hurts me. 
Again, the player's perception is only concerned with their experience. That's all they should care about. They're the player, right? They they got they got the game. They want to play the game and their perception is that all these things that hurt me persist and seemingly don't get addressed, but then people doing this, it's like, well, we better shut down the entire playlist. There are people that recover all weekend long using cheats and you don't shut down the playlist because of that. I mean, I thought that was one of his when it asked across his best points yeah and and i felt that kind of went hand in hand with the video um his and this kind of really just touched on what we just uh, iterated in the in the previous question but at the same time he's 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 always been a robin hood individual and and i've i've always loved that about his charisma so i i I can see where he come off be like, man, just give it to the people. It's already in shambles anyway. Everything's going wrong with it. So why not? But uh, it's clear and it's clear from our conversations and, and our responses from chat. This was something that couldn't go without taking notice because of the consistency and the effectiveness of how people were doing it. Right, right. Uh, Neos, what's to stop PC players to just find another emblem uh, to use the exploit with? Well, it's not about the emblem. They're probably going to shut down the rejoining. I mean, isn't that what you think they're going to do to address this? I would assume uh, the emblem had nothing to do with it. The end of uh, the emblem was just like your patch to let you know that you were in the gang. That's all the emblem served. That was just letting you know that, like, hey, this this is letting you know that this character is about it it's about doing whatever we're about to do right now and when you put that other character on that's the character that we're helping yeah yeah you thought astacross's take was a bad take i mean i think that he was i think he was just taking the look the place is a mess right now just let us play i think that was basically his take like if i did a, if i did a summary of his video it was like it's a disaster right now. Just let mm. us play. Like you might as well. Like who cares? Like <laughs> there is rampant cheating. There's DDoSing. Yeah. There's all these problems. Come on, just let us play. At that point, I just, he just felt desperate to be like, "Can we just let, can you just leave us alone so we can play?" Yeah. Even though I didn't agree with him with his overall uh, idea of leaving it open, I understood and agreed with the premise of his argument. I can under I can fully relate to how he feels, and, and pretty much everyone can relate to how he feels and, and the points that he brought up about it. But I, 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 I still to this to this day and to this moment, I, I don't feel that uh, leaving it open would have would have been any better than what we're in right now. Yeah, I think they chose the lesser of two evils in their mind. Agreed. They chose the lesser of two evils. Yeah, just shut it down. <laughs> shut it down. Uh, Next question from Timothy. Not to give in to conspiracy theory of devs giving hints, but uh, but do exploits such as the emblem and the loot cave give credence to such a thought? Or maybe I underestimate the community ability to find new ways of breaking the game. I don't think the devs had anything to do with this. <laughs> I don't think they leaked this as an idea. I think the community just did this as a grassroots thing and it just got traction. They were probably people doing this every weekend low-key by switching region. Um, but I think it, I think it, it, it got out. Like people started to realize that there were others doing it and then more do it and then more do it. And then it just grows from there. So I would, I would say that that that's likely what happened. 
I agree. I'm going to take uh, that route. Um, I I love reading some sort of conspiracy theories. I just, as uh, much of these devs and one in particular, I don't know. It's just most of it's kind of lousy, but there are great people that work work there. I just uh, feel like there's a lot of situations being brought up to the surface right now that give the entire uh, group uh, uh, not an awesome image. Yeah, yeah, and I yeah I don't I don't I don't think this is this is like a, a something that they planted or hinted. This is. And then, and then people will, you know, always find ways. It's finding the path of least resistance, you know, when people were AFKing in certain activities and things. Like, this has just always been the way of the gaming community. So, another one from Timothy. Do you have a theory as to why Den- uh, Destiny never became such a huge streaming game? Games such as League of Legends, Fortnite, and Dota all have big events and big streamers. Uh, no knock on you. I love your content. Well, I mean, the, the the PvP aspect is what made those games flourish. I mean, nobody's watching Fortnite PvE in big numbers, and you know, League of Legends and Dota. It's competitive, and I think the catalyst of tournaments and big stars rising and big teams rising that creates brand loyalty. I mean, if you think about the biggest watched events in the history of television, they're sporting events, right? And so, you know, World Series, Super Bowl, things of that nature. Uh, the most the most watched sporting event in the world, I think, is the World Cup. So people are naturally wired to watch competitive events. Uh, you could trace this probably back to the history of the Olympics, like in the early, you know, uh, what probably like the Greeks. So in in this scenario, you're comparing games that were built to... Uh, Fortnite's not built to be competitive, but at least it's dedicated servers. And they did tournaments. You know, they threw a lot of money at tournaments. They didn't actually create a competitive realm. They never wanted to. They they continued to push against that. Uh, but it still happened anyway, right? There were still tournaments. There were still big things. You know, I, I shoutcasted one in New York. I mean, there were, there were the, that was the, that was the uh, Microsoft Game Night thing that they did. And I, I think that's the missing element, is that Destiny's not built for that. Mm-hmm. And, and, and the biggest streamers in Destiny were largely, you know, they were largely PvE players, you know? With the exception of, like with the exception of like crafty you know nobody ever really rose to 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 massive numbers doing pvp they had great numbers healthy numbers they built they built themselves a brand they built themselves a business but nobody was pulling numbers of like big league and dota and fortnite numbers it just wasn't there it wasn't built for that that's that that would be my take on it i the one big similarity to the examples given is that these characters or in avatars individuals that are being used all start on the base level destiny being a game where you have to incorporate all aspects of the game to be the most successful in pvp is the probably the biggest reason why this game won't be on that competitive edge level uh, ha- having to divert and and make yourself available to the pve aspect is not appealing to the pvp mainstream right right and you know as much as i would like something like that because like uh, like we we come from me personally coming from the the diablo aspect and then what drove me to want to play this game i want to pve so by the time comes to flex in pvp they're like wow like he did this, we know he did this because it's the only way to access this is through the PVE sector. 
True. And and at a ground level, it's a peer to peer game without anti cheat. And I that just it's, of course <laughs> there I, are, I'm trying to live in in a, in a world without the, our obvious problems. <laughs> yeah, there are, there are just base level things missing that, that for it to ever become a respected esport. Like I did, did you not watch when they had their gamut event and it was shoutcasted? I mean, it was uh, it was something, right? It it was something. It was like. It was like watching a backyard football game and trying to take it serious. It just the game isn't the game isn't built for any of this stuff. And I would say they probably had just shipped that down the road. Like that's just the, any hope or aspiration for that to have happened is gone. Um, and and the the seeds were planted long ago. The, the the purple platform and the community that grew on that platform. You know the 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 true sort of the true faces are starting to get seen like the, the the seeds of sort of nepotism and favoritism and and favor trading like the you i don't think you can have a successful enterprise when it's treated the way that it was treated the way the director was treated the way that you know the those that were in and those that weren't were treated you actually saw this happen in Fortnite. There were similar things that happened in Fortnite with the scrimmage, with the scrims discord. There was a lot of gatekeeping and people trying to block others from being involved. You know, there were there were people that were trying to gatekeep the Friday Fortnite stuff because they knew that was a big spotlight. That, that was what kind of got Tifu to blow up. Um, he was doing crazy plays and making big, big plays. He gets invited to a Friday Fortnite. He kills it, crushes it, and his, his career takes off from there. And so... People understand the power of streaming and eyes being on you, and there were people that were very much in control of who got seen and who didn't. And I think that the that just set up a ground for it to not be fertile for growth and for other people to really rise and and create something. And if you if you think about it, a lot of the people that did get super competitive and tried to create a competitive realm and tried to do a you know tournaments and stuff like that i mean largely they were just kind of ignored and cast to the side and and we're starting to see why there was there was clearly behind the scenes efforts to choose winners and losers and you know i i don't think you can i just don't think that works i think the way a company has to from the very beginning set up a system of integrity with with the connections with the anti-cheat with with the with the systems and then you have to set up systems for tournaments and qualifiers to let the true all-stars come out and shine because then it's organic and it's more grassroots and i just think most of what happened with this game on that other platform was not organic it just wasn't no not not at all and and everything that you just mentioned right there it does not fit fit the diaphragm that of, of the game that we've been enjoying for seven years right and you had somebody super competitive, yeah, like what happened with Wish. I mean, he he gets misrepresented in a video, and the community just casts him out. It doesn't get fixed until years later. But like, th- that's the pattern with that community. That's the pattern with those people is to capitalize on moments to to shove others to the side. And and again, the same thing happened with Fortnite. But the game was so large. Eventually, eventually. Fortnite opened it up to where you could just qualify and play on pubs. Now, obviously, they ran into problems there with people that were qualifying by cheating, right? But, but it it clearly made room for other people to have big breakout moments, like the guy who won the world, uh, the Fortnite World Cup. You know, so uh, let's just go to the next question. Then Joseph Young, 
is there any upside to keeping trials in it's been disabled now for problems that they may now uh they may not know how to fix on top of countless other problems why keep it in when there's almost no positives yeah i mean that's why i think most people today that voted on the poll um let me let me pull the results up here um most folks picked put it on ice and fix it like remove it completely got no traction so i don't think people are like get it out of here half of the the two two point three thousand people took the poll and they said put it on ice and fix it and only one fourth of the people that took this poll said remove it completely so you know 77 percent of the people that took this poll are in favor of fixing it whether you take it out or leave it in most of the people that are that are taking this you could round that up to 80 percent 80 percent are saying look fix it you know Hey, don't, don't don't remove it completely. So where do you, where do you where are you on this, Wolvie? Ice it and fix it, or leave it in and fix it as they go? Well, it's it's hard to have that position because of the fact that I've made myself a pretty uh, uh, adept and habitual person within within the playlist. But there's clear clear issues since since week one, and. And I'm reading through the question right away. The positive, clearly, I would see as what this playlist did in the first game. They're, they've been trying to recapture everything that that first iteration uh, came with. Even in Trials of the Nine, they began to, and I, the, clearly, I think they failed failed miserably with that with that iteration of it as well. And this one is not on to, on to a great start. The only reason I feel that people have continued it because of the namesake. Yeah. Well, and it, it's iconic, right? You got the namesake. It's iconic. They clearly want it to work. I mean, they they've made this armor. They made the weapons. Yeah, they've they've got <laughs> even the. Even the adept weapons that ended up in Nightfalls have uh, have trial skins on them for some reason. <laughs> we can all theorize as to why that happened. Um, I still think those were intended for trials and they got pushed. They got pushed out into Nightfalls. Um, and, you know, it's iconic. They wanted to do well, but it was interesting. People today were like, just take it out and divert all the attention to Iron Banner. And I'm like, I, you know, I'm hearing that. I, I, I don't know. I, I know Iron Banner is also iconic and it's starved for new stuff and new loot. If I were Bungie, I would do two things. I would I would put it on hold, and I would try to fix it. I would treat it the same way I would treat Sunsetting. And I would also look at Crucible as a whole. Uh, Iron Banner and the Crucible experience, the loot pool, the incentive to play ritualistically, and I would develop ways to monetize it that doesn't fragment the player base. Anybody can play and matchmake, but you put the loot, you put the rewards, you put those behind the paywall. Um, then you have a reason to make new Iron Banner guns and new Iron Banner armor. Then you have a reason to to hit these stupid cheaters up that get banned and come back. They got to they got to spend some more money, you know, make some money off these morons, you know. Um, yeah, and then third, I would unban Lono. Yeah, I would unban Lono. Um, I mean, that, that's that's what I would do. I would, <laughs> I would, I would put those those plays into motion. Um, because they, they clearly have stated that they want to reassert and reevaluate their, their their vision for Trials and Crucible. And I just think it's going to be really, really hard to do that if you've still got these modes coming into the game that are either getting canceled, paused, taken out, whatever. I just, I, I think that's going to make it, it's, it's going to make it really, really hard for anybody to care uh, about these changes when they're announced.
Yes, because the damage has been done. When when I, I broke down a lot of these things last week, and a lot of my friends are telling me it's it's almost too little, too late. It, it, and, and I feel for that. I feel for that. But a lot of lot of them, I know they're they're just they're hoping. There there's that one string of hope that they think that they're gonna get get it together. But man, that's about to be cut as well. I would look at it from this perspective. Okay, which is more likely to reinvigorate the player pool? Okay, you, you take it out and you make a bunch of changes and you really, really buckle down, okay, and then you relaunch it and people pay attention to the relaunch. I think it's harder for that relaunch to have impact if you're like, you keep it in the game, it's limping along, it's limping along, morale gets lower and lower and lower, frustration levels get higher and higher and higher. I think people are less likely to give you an audience and care when they get to that point of just feeling sort of exasperated by it they're like i'm just so sick of this you can't really get to that high level of frustration and low morale if the if the mode's gone for a couple of months right like that's why i think when it it brought they brought it back in beyond light like it did well it did well the first couple of weeks because people are like well oh it's back let's dive in and check it out um and then there was obviously the reason to try to get the adept versions of the weapons. So I, I think you're more likely from a psychological standpoint to get people interested if it does go away and comes back. If it stays in, I think you're just going to just beat people down. They're just going to get so tired of the problems that by the time you you make the changes, people are going to say, no, nah, I don't care. Agreed. It's 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 just at a point where they don't want to deal with it anymore they're tired and now that you've finally answered at least some of our problems minimally it's it's now at the point it's like it, too little too late too little yeah. too late right hitman with the next question lono do you feel at this point the emergency button would be to just implement the d1 structure it's right there even if it doesn't completely solve all the issues it would get the numbers back on the right path i would say this is really related to the to, to what to the point that I just made. I think that kind of a change has more punch and it's more potent if you wait and you do like a complete upgrade and pass and quality of life injection um, to two trials. I think it has more impact related to what we just said. Like you you make people wait for it and it's going to have a lot more punch. If you do it now, people are like, "Who the frick cares, man?" <laughs> like people are gonna be like, "Like what we'll be saying? It's too little, too late, dude. I don't care. Man, we don't care. You know, we're we we've we've moved on. You know, but if you if you bring it all back and then you create this sense of the rebirth of Trials of Osiris, because if you think about it, Trials of the Nine came and left. Trials of Osiris was what was brought back. Yeah, so it deserve it deserves a a, a sequel, <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. Um, that that's that's my take on it. Is going back to the D one system that that we said you know they had forty weeks of consistent numbers. I think that has more potency and punch if you if you shelve it till next season. Well, at this point, uh, considering everything that we went to, and then this conundrum, uh, I I would have to say yes. But then this this new era of what they've uh wrote about would really have to uh, you know blow us blow our minds uh, because i mean we're just we're just one video away from another half-baked meme and <laughs> it's clearly what they're trying to avoid and I, I personally think that's a big reason why we didn't see luke smith for a while because he's tired of being memed on yeah but 
um that's not i'm not here to to harken on him or blame him for this this is uh, a collective uh problem for who whoever and however many people are in charge of pvp and the trials portion of it it, at at bungie because there's bad and poor decisions being made in terms of loot and and almost things that when you're at that level of development i don't know how you didn't foresee simplistic things of people not wanting to complete their cards on one loss it's just look look at how base everything is where the only thing worth going is is the is the lighthouse on a flawless card mhm mhm once well, somebody said that you know we didn't have pc in d1 and that's why that's why and i'm like i don't agree with that because Console's not doing well anyway. I mean, apart you know, apart from PC, the console saturation isn't good. If PC was dying, you know, if trials engagement on PC was in the toilet and the consoles were rocking and rolling, I'd I'd be more apt to to listen to that. But at the same time, you know, the the, the dosing could be related to that because I think a lot of people scrambled to console because they could get the 60 FPS <clears throat> and the higher FOV. And I think when they did that, the the Dossers probably rallied because it was like, oh wow, you know, there's gonna be more people to match and more people to to knock off. Um, I don't know. I, I think that was related as well. So I I don't know if you can blame PC for this problem. I think PC's related to the morale shift because of uh, you know, um, it 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 would be. It, it would it would definitely be aiding in that morale shift, but I don't think it's the it's the it's the major culprit. No, um, I don't think you can put it as that. Just considering the population numbers, it's just they're they're just about the same across the board. It's typically PlayStation leading the way, and then for the last few weeks, it's actually been PC over Xbox. So I I, I can't um I can't sit here and, and say that the PC audience or population is the culprit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Ashen says, is Trials too far gone to be saved at this point? It just seems like the growth that is devouring the PP, PvP's reputation. Do they need to just delete it and say sorry? Unfortunately, we basically already answered this. I don't, I don't, I don't, we, this sounds, this is, unfortunately, it's a bit of a repeat. We've, we've done a little bit of retreading, so I'm going to go to the next one. Uh, Happy Gengar, with DDoSing still a problem on console, what are your thoughts on the rumored fix of taking away join back and the effect it'll have on console player base? Obviously, that's going to be a pull. I think they're going to pull the ripcord on that. They're going to they're going to take away rejoin, um, which again I think is going to hurt player morale and player perception. Uh, now, thankfully, you would hope that that's not like a major thing. Like, what's the percentage of people that actually have to use that and consistently use that over a given weekend? You would hope would be pretty small. Like, you know, oh my gosh, we were rejoining all the time and now we can't. Well, you would hope that actually isn't the normative experience of the player pool. You don't want people needing to rejoin. Um, but again, it doesn't matter. It's all about player perception. Great. If I DC now, I can't rejoin because people were win trading. Thanks, Bungie. Um, you know, I, I, I would, I would say, I would say that that is, that's, that's part of the equation. Every time I look at this is the, is the, is the player perception. So even though rejoining, getting turned off, isn't, isn't going to hurt the normative player experience. It'll hurt the perception. That's, that's, that's what it comes down to. I think it does hurt uh, the perception as well. And I think it just plays into the bigger um, kind of problem that they, they've focused on and said that we were going to have our issue solved with it, the DDoS protection by now. I can't tell you how many times I've played 
um, people either streaming or on the very high end of the directory uh, on on the other platform that my team was dosed and I've 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 gone in strapped to console ever since I've gotten DOS for the first time I've made sure I've uh, run a VPN uh, to protect myself and protect the card but I can't, it's not like I'm gonna put a post hey man you got to have a VPN on LFG or, or whatever the case may be but it's it's extremely unfortunate and but at the same time as much as as much as i don't enjoy the arrogance extreme arrogance of a lot of the people that are higher on the directory i still think they are deserved of 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 uh, fairness a lot of these individuals that uh, have been at the either streaming on the higher end on the lower end wherever wherever they found themselves in that tier system they've been affected by this in a negative way because it's, it's affected their connection status. And I don't think that's right. I, I've, I felt that these people that continuously DOS people, other individuals, whether for or against another team, uh, that's, that's a whole nother animal in, in its own. And it's something else that has also become monetized as well between uh, program usage. Yeah, I've I was expected that something more was supposed to be done this season, and it kind of didn't happen. There's, it's I don't think it's as rampant. I don't see it every weekend, but there are times when I'm playing people that are live on that directory, and fire team members are are getting slowed or get disconnected altogether. So uh, to not say it's not happening still would be disingenuous. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Na Painter with the next question: How can Bungie justify not using connection-based matchmaking? Not only has it worked in the past, but people like Kuje uh, and Ascendant Nomad have pointed out that card-based matchmaking kills trials at every level. I would be open to hearing those gentlemen's argumentation, but it's not card-based. It's card-based and connection-based combined. Um, Personally, I think it should be connection first, card second. So that if they can't if they can't find somebody in your region at game seven, then they look for people in your region at game six, and then they look at for people in your region at game five. It should go down. You should not. Um, I I don't think you should have your game seven ruined by bad connection because they can't find anybody in your region at game seven. And then like they force you to fight somebody outside your region. There are people that disagree with this. So like, well, if I'm on game two or three, I shouldn't face somebody on the end of their card. Sure. You should. Uh, It's, it's far better to protect the integrity of their last game and match them based off of connection than match them based off of the card and ruin their final game. They play somebody across the globe and it's laggy and terrible. So as far as I know, it's a, it's a hybrid of connection and card-based. I, I don't know where they're getting their information or if something has changed, but that's how I've always understood it. I mean, maybe, Wolvie, you know more than me. That's how I thought that it worked. Not necessarily how I described it, but that it's a combination of connection and card. And that's how I've always interpreted it as well, whereas I was one through four. I was typically pay- playing people anywhere within that spectrum of one through four, but then once I got into five, six, and seven, I was typically playing people at five, six, and seven. Granted, I've had multiple occurrences, and, and I, I, I mentioned it. Uh, I believe on, I believe it was a roundtable um, that I played somebody on my friends list who was on uh, halftime. He was on game one, and I was on game seven. 
So clearly there's a, a, a lot of um, gray areas when it comes to how uh, the connection and or skill, uh, not skill-based, the card-based matchmaking is, is is running because I I don't think I should, as much as I am gracious as I was to cue a friend, but playing someone on game one when I'm on my flawless game, all three of us on flawless game, uh, I don't think that works works in the cards, in my opinion. Uh, Wheezy just posted something. I don't know where this is from or, or how old it is, but he says that by the time this TWAB is published, a few changes to Crucible matchmaking will be live. Matchmaking based on player skill has been removed from all playlists except for Elimination Survival and Survival Freelance. It was from the Bungie TWAB on June 11th. Uh, Trials of Osiris will continue to be matched based on the number of wins on your passage. So, I'm confused. Why did they... Uh, they didn't. E- they don't even give a justification for what they're doing. They're just saying they're going to the number on the card. That, yeah, I, th- that's, to me, that's incredibly stupid. Because if you earn your way to game seven, you shouldn't be matching somebody purely based on on oh they're also game seven well you know they're in they're in japan and you're in texas but hey have fun like that's i don't know that doesn't make any sense to me that doesn't connect that doesn't protect the integrity of the match at all yeah and unfortunately i think this plays into the vagueness and descriptors that they utilize in feeding off the public information that's i remember that twab and i um I read it in the same way now, as vague and non-clear as it was before. Like it should be uh, cleared and described what one game one through seven, respectively, should be like for that person or team fire team that has a win one through seven. Are they playing people in that? And if not, what is the next tier of matchmaking? algorithm that it goes through to find a justifiable game yeah that's never been made clear not at all it's it's between uh, what you've known i know what people are typing in chat what people are pulling up in the twabs we're all relative in terms of our description but it's not clear at all yeah Let's go to the last question from Akuta Papa says, could it be a good idea to disallow VPNs while playing? <laughs> what? And get why? I get why people use them, but it seems like an easy way to cheese things. As we've seen. Um, I, oh, no, man. No, you can't stop people from doing this. It's one of the ways that people protect their home internet from getting knocked off. Like, they they run the VPN to protect themselves. Like, so they're, you know their their actual ip address doesn't get exposed uh it's just it's a it's a it's a vpn ip like there's too much dosing going on on console especially to not be able to to operate something like this um so i i I don't think that this is a focus of all the things that they need to be focusing on they are there this is this i don't think is very high on the ladder i don't think if you even put this high on the ladder i don't think this is something they need to focus on at all um, yeah, I'm just going to echo what you're, what you're saying right now. I don't think you could put this on, on that uh, scale of priorities at all. Like this is, just as you said, the way people protect themselves. This is how I utilize protection to prevent from being DOSed. So I, to remove that, you better have some uh, un, unbreakable anti-cheat and, and some sort of way to always prevent 
you will never be DOS in this game, and that's really unlikely. Many websites block VPNs. Netflix tries to block VPNs. Well, a VPN is typically blocked because of, of, of nefarious uses of the VPN, getting around a region lock or something for that, as an example. In this case, until Bungie makes the appropriate moves to get to get you fully protected like i know there's games that have trotted this out as a policy they're like we're no longer going to allow people that to connect to our game with a vpn but those are also games that that utilized anti-cheat and cheat prevention so it's like they're there you do you see what i'm saying in that instance the, the vpn is likely being used for nefarious means in this instance it's a bit of a wash it's like i don't know there's probably people using them because they're sick of getting dos there's probably using people using them for nefarious means but like how do you determine who and who isn't and so you're going to keep people from doing it like until bungie has a has a has a fully orbed you know dos protection for console i can't see getting on people about this um because it's, it's one of the few ways to protect their their genuine ip address because they'll just keep knocking you off gr- offline. 100%. So, that's good. That's good. That's right under an hour. Guys, again, if you were listening to this and and you know who Wolvie is or you like him or you'd never heard him before, he he does he does a show uh, on Saturday nights called Trials Halftime. You can use the halftime command in chat right now. Throw him a sub over there. We're really trying to get that channel to a thousand subs because it unlocks monetization and some other features that he can utilize. He's doing little short videos. Um, you're going to get a lot of attention because it's a it's a channel where he can he can devote a lot of attention to responding to your comments and uh, and his stream on on Saturday nights is one that I know a lot of people have been enjoying. Uh, so be sure to go sub to that channel. Uh, he also is on the Rageous Roundtable every Friday morning with me, and he does shows on Repeat Theater with Thirty and Still Gaming. So you're probably pretty familiar with him by now. Help out his uh, his his main project though is that Crucible Coliseum channel. They want to see that channel flourish. So throw throw him some love over there. Uh, and uh, thanks for joining me, man. This was good. No, absolutely. Thank you very much for having me. I always uh, feel very uh, blessed in, uh, when you incorporate me in these sort of topics, and I've always. Uh, appreciated your your take on it because I know you're coming from a, an older competitive background so you know what it takes you know what it's about yeah. so it's always a great conversation it's always great to uh, to to st- talk and respond to chat as well and thank you uh, chat for all the love on the channel we're we're almost there we're about close to just just over a hundred uh, subscribers away from a thousand and then we'll be able to expand all together. Yeah, he only needs 120 subs. Come on, there's like 1,200 people here. Come on, 120 subs. He's at 880. Let's do it. Like, come on, get over there. Support him. And, if you're listening and, to this recording later, just go look up Trials Halftime or Crucible Coliseum. You'll find the channel and go go throw us up. Yeah, and you don't need to be some sweat. This this is a PvP community for everybody. I want sweats to be able to help people that are looking for it like myself included i'm always looking for help i'm at the top and i'm still looking for help so i know exactly what it's like to 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 seek it to want it and this is exactly what this channel is about is giving people the means to take themselves flawless if you're listening to this elsewhere, you can always catch us live on sntrlive.com Monday through Friday during the day. And if you like the evening streams, look up Repeat Theater or look up uh, Crucible Coliseum for those other shows that cover other things. And as always, uh, if you're listening or watching this in the other locations, please like, share, and subscribe.